This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Well, go check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today we have a lot to talk about, and so I am thrilled to have somebody here who I know will be just as excited to break it down as I am. Please welcome back to the podcast, Betch's co-founder, Sammy Sage. Hello, hello. I'm. You're right. I'm thrilled to talk about this episode. It flew by for me. It was one of those episodes where I didn't just didn't even check the time, I was, and it was over before I knew it. It's one of those episodes where obviously this Aspen trip has been on all of our radars for, you know, nine months or whatever since it happened in real time. And we haven't even gotten to, I think, the reason that the Aspen trip was so talked about, which is whatever's going to happen with Kathy Hilton. But this episode was so, I, I don't know, it was kind of mind-blowing in the way that Erica really just decided to dig in her heels and kind of kind of say fuck it after after like a year and a half or two years of doing this dance a little bit of not showing that much compassion to the victims but also kind of having to play this role and being you know seeming upset and there's kind of been this back and forth and either she does want to talk about it or she doesn't like this really seems like a little bit of a sea change in the fact that she's like fuck these people I only care about myself. You should only care about me. And that's the way it's going to be. What was so fascinating was watching Kyle and Dorit and Rinna almost act as like her bodyguard. Like, they, we got to get her out of here while she's while she's acting so horribly and ruining her own reputation and thereby our reputations. Uh, right. Rinna, like, escorting her out of the property. She's like, nope, 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 nope. That's the end of it. That's the end of it. And then as, as Erica goes out the door, she's like, what about the facts, you dumb she's literally like um i don't even know if this is like the right uh reference with blanche dubois yeah like is she not that does she not give that energy because i something else that i i mean i think you could we don't know what will happen the next episode but between kathy and kyle there does seem to be a bit of tension mounting like kathy keeps i mean kyle keeps like nipping at her Mm -hmm. but i think this whole episode up until now we sort of had erica's um I think a lot of why Erica doesn't want to like give up and have compassion for the victims is like what Crystal said, that she's worried that it'll make her seem like she's admitting she did something wrong. But I also think she's really tied up in her like obsession with materialism because the whole time she was just talking, you know, Kathy was talking about her storage facility and Erica's like, can we go in there? Yeah. And she's like, is this, does this driveway mean it's like heated? Like the, she was very, um, more leaning into sort of like the materialism than the victimhood this episode I felt. And I think that that sort of like cult, like the $750,000 questionably $1.3 million earrings were, was sort of like the, the like, 
apex of her stress. And I wonder if like being in Aspen again, because it seems like she had been there in the past, mm. had really like triggered her feeling of like, oh my shit, my life is like right. different. That- Aspen is a place where she's never been there as not the high roller. And so being in this environment where she is, you know, with Kathy and Kyle and partially on Bravo's dime, of course, kind of still able to put up that facade. And, you know, I just found the Bottega clutch that's signed and numbered. It (laughs) is kind of, it's tricky watching her this season because we see her kind of go back and forth between the, you know, like I still got nice stuff and I have the, I still have two closets and I've just found a Alexander McQueen Python coat that I didn't even know I had. And, uh, you know, kind of throwing out these things that it's like, clearly she still has luxury in her life in a way that seems not the average person, but then she'll also have these moments of, I go back to that um, that thing that I ended up like memeing as a video where she's like, I don't want any of this. I don't want to be in this house. I'm miserable, like blah, 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 blah. Like she has these moments where she's so down in the dumps and acting like she's living this life of destitution. But then it's obvious watching it that that's not really the case. But this episode, it seems like she's back in this kind of like fantasy of still being expensive to be her. Yes, yes, exactly. Like the and and it was interesting because she's all her friends know she's going through this lawsuit. And when Garcelle's saying, I guess maybe it was in the interview that she was saying like Erica should not be talking about these things right now. There you can tell that there is an element of the ladies, the ladies, the other what what do you call them the, <laughs> the <ladies>? wives, <laughs> the wives, <laughs> the 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 other cast members sort of trying to like protect her cuz they're aware that she's filming this. They're aware that she's saying you know, talking about her really expensive earrings on camera. And when you think about it, you're like, what does what does you need that for? And it's like, you know, she doesn't need these earrings. And like, she probably knows she doesn't need them either. But it's like just it was wild to watch her dig her heels in in such a really like a way that she couldn't even like put her mask back on. Like that was just it was so unbelievably tantrum like. That it was almost hard to believe she was saying it. Yeah. And watching, I think, Kyle's reactions to some of it specifically was interesting to watch because Kyle has mostly been supportive of Erica throughout this time. And when she was saying, you know, this stuff, it's not okay what she's saying. And specifically with the earrings, when she said it would be easy for Erica to just say, guys, please be patient with the process. It's taking a while, but obviously we're going to make sure whatever happens. But the way that Erica is conveying that same message is like, I'm not guilty until proven guilty, you fucking bitch. And like, it's the court of law. And it's like, the way, it's just in this episode in particular, it seems like all sort of, all, you know, in like her her urge to kind of keep it controlled even if the message is still fuck all of y'all the, she could do it in a little more of a decorum sort of way and this episode that just kind of vanishes and i don't know if she was drinking or what but we've already speculated <laughs> yeah. about what substances may or may not have been involved but to your to okay you just not to not to make this political but there is such a you just like made me think of such an analogy 
the way that like Kyle and, and Rita were like, we can't defend you if you're going to say this. It's like sort of like how the Republicans used to be with Trump. How it's like, oh, like as as long as you say this like in a certain way, right? We will do, we will be down with your argument, but not like if you're going to say it as like grossly as you are as you're going into it. I think that's a fair comparison, and I think it is kind of within the Fox Force dynamic. There has been this a little bit of an unspoken thing of like we're going to stand by you, but that has to come along with some kind of acknowledgement that there was something wrong that went on. And, you know, maybe the the victims are floating out in space somewhere. And (laughs) perhaps at some point, there will be some decision made. And maybe I'll have to give up the earrings. But that doesn't mean I knew anything or did anything wrong. But also then we're not going to say that until it comes to that point. And I think that has kind of been the the deal a little bit. And then this episode, Erica kind of takes it to a new place of all of a sudden, you know, Kyle and Rinna are a little bit like, oh, we, di- we didn't sign up to be like the, the accomplices for the, you know, the evil queen. Right. They're like, they're, they don't really care what she did or didn't do. Like, I don't even believe they would care if she knew that much, as long as it didn't look like she knew. They really, they, it just really showed how much they care so much more about the appearance of looking like there's something, some sort of excuse, or that there's like some sort of like defensible, like respectable argument mm-hmm. for her, rather than like, what did she actually do? And what does it actually mean that she has these earrings? Like, what is she going to – that's what I also wonder. It's like, what are you even going to do with these? It's not like, you know, you're going to wear them on a regular – Like, how can you wear them? Everyone's going to know. I did love – the earrings. <laughs> I did love when Garcelle and Crystal were talking about it. And they're like, did you see is she wearing them? Can you look at her? Are Those you? couldn't be them. They no. Were, like, I imagine those earrings would be very recognizable. Like, I'm sure we could find a picture of them. Yeah, I think there's pictures, but I, 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 yeah, and I think so far Erica has kind of kept the the victim narrative, the orphans and widows. She's kind of avoided it, like it, it's kind of okay. Like we're not, you know, we'll talk about what I'm going through, but this week she takes it to such an opposite direction of. We don't know if there are victims. How do we know they're telling the truth? You know, she. She says, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I don't feel for the potential victims. And Erica and Garcelle's like, excuse me? It's like, you could, you could really have thrown this all on your husband and made yourself look good and made your earning potential so much higher. But the way she's acting to their point, to the, you know, the other, the other wives point is just not doing herself any favors. But again, like you can't, if you can't even fake giving a shit. (laughs) <laughs> you really, really have to not give a shit. Speaking, like there can't even yeah. be a piece of you that feels any amount because if you, if you could, then you would channel that. She's supposed to be an actress. Well, this woman was on Broadway. Right. Let alone the fact she can't that, even act like she has compassion. Let alone the fact that you know you're on camera and millions of people are going to watch this that already aren't rooting for you. And then this is just going to be catnip for that whole section of people. Right. But I mean. Speaking of pretending to give a shit, Diana Jenkins is like, all you ladies talking about the earrings, if you really care so much, why can't, you know, take take it off your ears and give it. And she she 
did donate $100,000 this week. She did that as a fuck you, though. Yes. As soon as I saw, I guess it was Wednesday morning that she posted that or Tuesday morning? It was uh, Wednesday morning. Right. So she posted on her Instagram that the Diana Jenkins Foundation is going to be donating $100,000 to the victims of Lion Air, which, by the way, is not even one full earring. It's not even half an earring. It's barely, not even a quarter. I'm an earring. Just saying. One, so, one, one seventh of an earring? One seventh of one earring. <laughs> one earring. Okay. But still more expensive than. That's insane. Like we're talking about such crazy amounts of money. Right. When you think about it, that the this amount to go to the victims would make such a difference that like it's actually mind blowing that they then sort of like deploy this for drama. But one thing Diana said, I actually like my jaw fell on the floor about, she said to Garcelle, like, why don't you donate your earrings? It's like, why should Garcelle donate her own shit to the victims of Tom Girardi? Like that is just such a crazy, why would she even say that? Like, I don't, it's, I don't even right. know. And to, to imply or to suggest that Garcelle shouldn't get to have feelings about Erica's behavior unless she is putting her own resources into this cause. And it's like, I mean, yes, of course, donating to these victims is a, is a great thing to do in general, but that doesn't, it's not a tit for tat of like, you can't think Erica's making questionable choices unless you've taken well, the earrings off your own ears, which is like... But here's okay, like, but why is it any any pers individual person's job to make like random person's job to make these victims whole when they were already made whole by a very large settlement that was then stolen by someone? Like, yes, they are victims of a plane, you know, like an actual tragedy, but it's not like Diana saying, Oh, you should donate to like the cause of curing a disease or eradicating some injustice. Right. It's like they didn't need to be victims of Tom Girardi. They were victims of an accident. They were paid for that. And then Tom Girardi made them victims of something that is entirely his fault. Right. So why should like, why should Garcelle or anybody have to be, this isn't like a cause. This is one guy fucked over his clients. Yeah. It's like this, this GoFundMe shouldn't need to exist. Right. And <laughs> so her, I'll just read her Instagram caption announcing it. Um, so she said, I was not aware of this tragedy until it became a topic of conversation on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I feel so much sympathy for the widows and orphans left behind. I like the the dropping of widows, widows and, and orphans. orphans. Open I, and honest. <laughs> I know firsthand the pain and suffering that accompanies the loss of a family member, having lost my brother in the closing days of the Bosnian War. I want to do what I can to support those people who suffered so much. For more information, visit sunellafoundation.org. Okay, first of what all... What does the Bosnian War have to do with this? I don't know. But, for, okay, first of all... Okay, her first name is Sunella. Yeah. S-A-N-E-L-A. Yeah. The name of the foundation is Sunella. S-U-N-E-L-A. Are we sure that wasn't a typo? It, no, it's it says it like six... Like the logo. Oh. It's Sunella Foundation. So I don't... I don't understand that. But also, what I think is really interesting, this is a new charity, a new foundation that it really seems like was just founded like when she posted this on Instagram because there are no other posts on the Sunella Foundation Instagram account. And it says that this is their first philanthropic project as, a, as an organization. 
And so mommy I mean, wants a tax write off again, like donating to charity is a great thing. So she started Disclaimer, a charity, but it's like, wait, so you literally were in Aspen and you heard the talk about the earrings and you were like, you know what I should do? No, but she was in Aspen nine months ago. Yeah. She just started this charity. It's giving, um, it's giving, I've raised millions for the LGBT. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, what's insane though is that like, this happened months ago mm-hmm. and she just started a foundation like the day before this episode aired. Right, like it's not the same thing as when like Rinna Rose launches their Instagram page the day that the Rinna Rose episode is on. Like the, you're donating money to p- people who have like third degree burns. It's, it is, she, okay, this woman loves to make big proclamations about her donations. Mm-hmm. And as we know from the Larry David episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, the best, the Larry David episode that all they I are. I think that's Larry all David's. of them. No, I'm like, from the, I meant to say, <laughs> from the anonymous donor episode of Cur- Curb Your Enthusiasm, that it's, you know, it's a little tacky the way she she goes advertising her her donations, just gonna say it. Yeah, it's like um, Roni, like the step and repeat, where is the social register? <laughs> I think, She's- yeah, and Diana also, I think it's obvious to all of us watching at this point in the season that it's not going well for her on Beverly Hills. Yeah. And the way she kind of handles responding to things like this on social media, it feels very everything feels like a PR move, but like not quite the right one. And when she's, you know, when the Garcelle bot comment thing was happening and her, one of her first responses was sharing some Huffington Post contributor article, which by the way is like a public forum that anyone could post on article from like 10 years ago that she wrote again about the Bosnian war. And it's like, that was somehow supposed to show that she is like a compassionate person who's been through stuff. And it's like, okay, so what? I've never heard someone weaponize the Bosnian war quite so strongly. Um, But, you know, good for her that she is getting, getting it into the, you know, ether because now I'm much more conscious of it than I was previously. But at the same time, the the fact that she did this Sunella Foundation makes me now think even more that she did the bot thing because she continuously aligns online behavior with with her show behavior. Right. And with this also, it's it's hard to place exactly where she feels like this is coming from because she's been really pro Erica for the most part on this season you know she's been very in the camp of Rinna Erica you know that kind of side of things and so she's doing this which would kind of seem like a fuck you to Erica in a way but then when you actually think about it it's like it seems like actually more of a fuck you to like Sutton and Garcelle because it's like, you're the ones asking all these questions, but where's your $100,000 donation through your charity foundation that you set up for this express purpose that you're also probably, it's like, <laughs> it's also probably benefiting like really you, do, you made, you made your assistant do all the paperwork for like a 501c3 nonprofit just so you could like look good the week of the reunion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, look, I don't, she doesn't strike me as a woman who does any of her own work herself. She has someone who's doing right. it. 
for her. Yeah, no, I I see what you're saying. But I did assume that it was a fuck you to Erica. It hadn't even occurred to me that it would be a fuck you to Garcelle and Sutton until her comment last night about how, how Garcelle should donate her earrings to the victim. Right. And Gar- Erica did comment on this post about the donation with just a bunch of hearts. So, you know, she acknowledged it. And that's was, that's so weird. Was in support. But it's like, right. So then it's like, what? I would have expected Erica's comment to be like, where's my $100,000? You're supposed to care about me. <laughs> right. Right. Like, I <laughs> none of it makes any sense. She was, um, she was, uh, the things she was saying were like really just such a bad look. But yeah. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want. With tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences, every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Going back earlier in the episode, because it was a full hour of TV, and I feel like we've mostly only talked about the last 15 minutes. Oh, there's more to talk about. What did you think about the discussion of Sutton at the beginning of the episode? And it's Kyle and Brynna and Erica, and they're talking about kind of how Sutton handles things. And Kyle says that she thinks she's figured Sutton out, that Sutton is great one-on-one and can be you know, compassionate and say the right things. But then when she gets in front of the group, something changes. And she, Kyle says that it's classic mean girl stuff. And I was, 
I don't I don't necessarily disagree that Sutton is better one-on-one than in the group, just in terms of getting her point across, not not kind of stumbling over her words. But the mean girl stuff comment kind of caught me by surprise because I feel like, especially in the dynamic with Diana in the last episode, if anyone was the mean girl, it was Diana, at least from from my point of view. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, Kyle made a really great um, analysis, but she drew the completely wrong conclusion. And I think that that was like a little bit of a projection because in these group settings, it's her and Erica and Rinna who are mean to Sutton. So I, but I agree with you. She is different in, and I think it, it I don't think it's meanness. I think it's like awkwardness mm-hmm. and can maybe like trying to like assert her place, but not fully having the confidence or like know who's awareness of who's on her side. I think she probably feels like a little bit double crossed by these women as well from time to time. Yeah. I think probably it's a, a little bit like when she and when she and Kyle are one-on-one, I actually I like their friendship like and they've had it's gone over the course of a couple seasons where they can have these kind of one-on-one real discussions and I think sometimes have breakthroughs a little bit about what's happening with the group and that to me has been some of Kyle's best moments too because Kyle isn't kind of wrapped up in the Fox Force you know tornado but then I do think when they get in the group scenes that's not really a safe space for Sutton. Whereas Kyle, Erica, Dorit, Rinna, even even Diana more so than Sutton, they don't really have to worry about people coming for them out of left field. And, you know, suddenly Kyle is like the one kind of holding the 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 spoon and stirring the pot. And she's like, Well, Sutton. Yeah. Right. She You th- did say that about you did. And it's like yeah, of course Sutton's going to be like on her back feet, you know, on her heels. Right. She totally uses, Kyle does use the things that people say to mm-hmm. her in private. I mean, every housewife does that. So it's that's kind of the whole show. But I completely, I totally agree. And I think even when you saw, once you get Sutton alone with any of the women, like you saw her get alone with Erica and Garcelle and Sheree during the, when they were like snowmobile, well, I don't yeah. know what they were doing, snowmobiling. Yes. One. Yeah. Um, even in that one, like Erica and Sutton were like warm to each other weirdly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, like you guys can get along. And even Sutton is like, every time she gets in a fight with someone, she always tells them how much she likes them, which mm-hmm. is sort of endearing. But yeah, I mean, I think the issue is them as a group that they kind of all collude as like one person and one side and one perspective. And Sutton doesn't really, you know, she does, she, can really only like do any make she can only really reconcile with them one on one. Right. It was it, it was kind of crazy to watch in that scene when they're saying that they like each other and they actually they've had a few moments like that this season. And, I like you. And Gar- Garcelle is like I think they would get along if they could just drop the bullshit and already when Garcelle said that I'm a little bit like, well, there's this legal elephant in the room. It's not, bullshit, it's not yeah. just bullshit between the two of them. But then 20 minutes later in the episode, Erica has completely just burned down <laughs> all of Aspen. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so y- y- yeah, that's why they're never going to be best yeah. friends. And also now Garcelle isn't going to fuck with Erica either. 
Well, I mean, that what was wild about that is that like it was really Garcelle and Crystal. And I feel like from an audience perspective, the two of them are a little bit like unassailable when it comes to this argument. And yeah, I think it was just a I don't know. They're all so fake to each other. Rinna did have a point when she was saying like this group is so intense. Or maybe mm-hmm. it was Erica who was saying this group I know is so it was intense. Rinna, Rinna with the edibles. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, let me just say, Rinna being annoyed that her edible high is being like ruined by screaming, that's the most I've related to her in like three seasons. Right, right. She's like, can we please shut up? Right, like, and it sounds like, I wanted to play shuffleboard. It's like, you, girl, like, you can still play shuffleboard. <laughs> she left. I did like seeing Crystal kind of step up to the plate with Erica this episode and specifically talking about the victims because Erica, like we've talked about, is suddenly in this place where she's like, it's only trendy to care about the victims. You're only you only give a shit because other people have told you that you should. And I really appreciated Crystal kind of putting her foot down in that moment and saying, "I don't care because anybody told me to care. I care because I actually care." Yeah, and that's what shows that Erica just really has some sort of empathy screw missing because she can't even imagine that the other wives, her cast members might actually care about just have regular old empathy or sympathy for people. Right. And it's so wild to her that they would choose to care more about these potential victims than about their friend, Erica Jane. And it's like, but that's not, but then she's saying she's not a, she's saying she's not a victim, but every it's a, I mean, it's a very like, fine line. Listen to what I do, not what I say, because it's like, she is fully just, portraying herself as the victim it's also like you're fine erica like it, it, it's that's what i wish they would sort of say to her mm-hmm. there were so many things that she was saying and i was like i wish crystal would just come back at her a little harder mm-hmm. but crystal seemed to be considering her words more which i understand um yeah it was really just a lot Can we talk about kathy and kyle let's do it okay Ka- kathy was definitely acting a little bit um, it was weird that she showed up in hotel slippers, but Kyle's like weird obsession and picking on her mm-hmm. really came to be a lot over, over the episode. We cared so much about the bag at dinner. I'm Who like, cares? let the lady carry a tote bag. Who cares? Right. And then also, okay. The surrealness of Kathy trying to like promote her tequila mm-hmm. without having the sort of like savviness mm-hmm. of how the other women usually promote their stuff mm-hmm. was so funny. Where she was, and because you know, a producer said to her, like, just tell them about the tequila and tell them you could do a bottoms up. Yeah. And then none of them were game for it whatsoever. Right. And I don't know. I wonder if they were like still a little bit bitter about the contract negotiations that had been sort of recently closed and they didn't want to deal with her promoting her thing. But since when did these women not like tequila? Yeah. I mean, clearly like from a viewer perspective, last season, Kathy was such a big hit. And so I would think they would be excited to have her back on the show just because she is, you know, she's getting, people are in, are happy to see Kathy on the show, but also I, it wouldn't shock me if there is some feeling within the group of, We've been doing this for three months now. We're 16 episodes, whatever, into the season. And now you get, you're get you coming along to be like the scene stealer. Like, we don't actually need you. 
I don't know if anybody feels this way. I don't know who might feel that way, but I could imagine that sentiment kind of being present. And I think Kathy also last season, she never was really plugging anything or promoting anything. Like she just was kind of there for the ride. And so now seeing the, the flashback to the both times that she's talked about the tequila, first of all, the delivery is a little clunky, but also it's like the like fun, clueless grandma is a little bit, it, like it, you can see through it a little bit when she's like, "Well, you, you, Nick, Nikki invested in the te- the tequila barrel aged for ninety days <laughs> in France in barrels." <laughs> and it's like, okay, mm, like I don't, I don't really need to hear the spiel from you, but okay. <laughs> well, it's like you wonder if on the production schedule it said after dinner we're gonna go play shuffleboard and drink Kathy's tequila, right? And they were, they must have been. I bet you the rest of them were like, oh, I want to drink Kathy's tequila. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and then she tried to do this thing. And then Kyle was being, you know, rude about it. <laughs> well, but when Sutton's like, but you know, I drink vodka. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, nobody's going to like shove the tequila in your mouth. It's like a fun activity. Right. And last, I mean, I do think Kathy probably was a little bit caught off guard because last season the bottoms up thing was such a hit right that right. prank was like people were i mean people were posting about it on social media people were talking about it. people loved it and so for her to bring it up this season it's like Mm-mm. yeah it was very shut down awkward. it wasn't even like oh only half the cast wants to do it it was like no we're not doing that right right yeah they were like they were like we don't want any fuck you but um the whole time kyle was kind of shading kathy i don't really know why that like what really preceded that, but it was very clear. But it also, I think, is a two-way street, though, because at the end of the episode, when Kyle was really getting worked up about what Erica was saying, and oh, Kathy Kathy wasn't really even involved in the converse, conversation. She's like, Kyle, dear, stop cursing. And it's like, we're, we're going through something over here. That was so weird. That was, okay, sometimes you really see glimpses of, like, their sisterliness, and that mm-hmm. was definitely one of them. And so was when um, Kyle was like left her in the bunk bed and she was like, don't let my dog out. Bye. Yeah. And I think with the the cursing thing, it almost feels sometimes Kathy goes into like the big Kathy vibes a little bit when it's like telling telling her like, don't do that. It's not you could it, it almost like she didn't say this, but it gives off the vibe of like, it's not ladylike for you to be speaking like that. Right, she had a shade of that too when she was talking about Sutton's boobs in the dress. Mm. You sh- it's if like- you didn't have little girl boobs, it would be vulgar. It's like, yeah. Kathy. Right, it was all very uh, countess of her. Yeah, and I think we forget because because that's not really the side of Kathy that she's chosen to show us on the show. It's easy to forget that that is kind of like her longtime vibe is this like aloof woman of luxury who you wouldn't expect to be funny. You wouldn't expect her to be down to earth sometimes. And like, she would be, you know, when she's saying like, oh, it's with the lady. Like, yeah, she's like Ramona Singer vibes a little bit. Like saying she doesn't know the name of the help. Like that's, that is Kathy Hilton, at least one side of her. And maybe we haven't seen mostly that side on the show, but it's like, yeah, she's going to tell you that you look vulgar in your top because you happen to have big boobs. It's like, actually, Ramona's actually the one who's putting it on. And it's Kathy who actually is purebred that. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. 
or at least uh or at least married that and has been that right. for a long time. Long enough that it's real at this point. Right. If you I think the most I think a very like good peek into Kathy is I mean this is an old episode but the her preparing for the dinner where Erica was mm. freaking out. The French dinner, the yeah. The French dinner. Her preparing for that, her doing the her setup, how she was talking about how she set up for this dinner for like a week and really like she didn't even do anything. Right. That was a that was a classic. I think that was like a real peek into Kathy Hilton. And I think it probably is, you know, we haven't that's really the only time that we've seen like Kathy entertaining on this mm-hmm. show, which of course she's not a housewife. It's not her job to be throwing events all the time, but it's like yeah, Kathy doesn't have these dumb little housewife parties. She has like a proper dinner party with a French butler and caviar courses and, you know, the yeah. mother of Pearl Spoon. Like, that's how she lives. That's how she entertains. And I think sometimes having to go through this like dog and pony show of housewives entertaining is probably a little bit like, why am I here? Right. I think she doesn't like get it that it's supposed to be feel real, mm-hmm. even though it's not real. Right. She's like, you ruined my dinner party. And it's like, no, that was an excellent episode of TV. Right. No, like that was actually the point of the dinner party, Kathy, actually. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Moving into the preview for next week's episode, I don't know if a preview for next week has ever given us quite so much content because, I mean, first of all, we have to talk about the 818 tequila of it all because we see in this preview it's like a split second moment where they go to some bar in aspen and kathy tells everyone she's like they have my tequila here yay and we hear rinna being like oh they do oh and then rinna orders 818 tequila because she says it's my friend kendall jenner's tequila and i love hearing kathy be like, it's my friend kendall jenner's tequila i'm like <laughs> 
that is ex- that is exactly that's what why I we're want. all here. This is why we're here. <laughs> so, like your friend Kendall Jenner, she's thirty years younger, forty years younger than like thirty. Yeah, thirty. I don't even know. <laughs> right, that's ridiculous. Her friend, like I'm sure. Right, like, it's like say it's like my it's Chris Jenner's daughter. Like I'm sucking up to Chris Jenner. We all know who that is. It's funny though because Kathy and Kyle are better friends with Chris Jenner than Lisa is. I know. So it's like, like so it's like yeah. Kathy knows about Kendall Jenner too. Yeah, <laughs> my friend Kendall Jenner. Did you see Paris posted um, on on Twitter? Like, oh god, no! It was um, this is what she did. Somebody, like a random Bravo person, tweeted about Kathy and the, and the tequila. She was so cute, all excited to show the ladies the tequila, and then Kyle just scoffs at her. None of them even acted slightly interested. It was so sad to watch. And then Paris Hilton quote tweeted, so unkind, and put the like sad eyes emoji. Ooh, you know it's, okay, you know it's real when Paris Hilton is commenting on something that happened on Real Housewives. Because I feel like she barely even paid, like maybe she watches the show, but she doesn't really get involved. Right, but they definitely have like a family PR person who's saying like, tune in now because this is... You know, or or not even tune in. Like we need to be, we need to be active on this because we need more reinforcements on your mom's side. Did you see? You know how Dion Warwick is like great on Twitter yes. when she tweeted something the other day about and referenced something that happened on her morning pop culture call, and what everybody's like, "What do I have to do to get on Dion Warwick's <laughs> pop culture call?" Like I feel like that the Hilton family has one of those in the morning where it's like. Okay, so uh, tonight, mom's going to be having a big episode on Housewives. So Paris, if you can make sure to quote a tweet, maybe uh, saying how Kyle was unkind, you know, and then also Kendall Jenner's name is going to be invoked. So we've got to push our tequila really hard. Right, (laughs) right. Get them to be, you know, put those two in the in the same category. Now Costa del Sol is is uh, the new 818. I have to say, I've heard a lot of people talk about 818. I don't know much about Costa del Sol. You know, it's a newcomer on the market. Maybe, maybe. It's Costa del Sol. It's very, it's very much seems like a white person. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I might be wrong about that. I mean, like, I don't think that's a stretch. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds like, you know, ugh, whatever. We're, but, I mean, we're, we've come a long way from Denise Richards ordering her Casamigos. Like, can we please just get back to that? Is Dorit going to have it carcass out? Is that how she's going to? She... Well, I don't know. That's usually the Belvedere in the short glass. Oh, right. right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if she's orders. that particular with uh, with tequila. She could do tequila and limes carcass out. Costa mm. del Sol tequila. Three lemons. Yeah. <laughs> she is. I mean, so I, what I think probably could have happened is like, does Paris do her own Twitter? All of it? No. No. I'm sure maybe someone even did that for her. But it's funny that they plucked like a random comment out of obscurity, like I, a random Twitter user. And then it is always funny when they when they do that, when it's like lucky Twitter user number eight oh five four three six five. Either in that case, lucky because it was like favorable to the Hiltons. But sometimes they'll pull like a troll and they'll quote tweet them. And then it's like, oh, that person's mentions are going to be a shit brutal, show. Brutal. <laughs> I wish you, I wish you a swift recovery from those mentions. <laughs> Before we finish up, how are you feeling? They're taping their reunion, maybe even today, like definitely happening this week. What are your thoughts about going into this reunion, especially with everything that's happened off air in the last couple of weeks? I won't be surprised if Diana does not show up. I won't be surprised if one or more cast members strong arms Bravo legally into not bringing up certain questions. Mm. Um, 
I, yeah, that's pretty much, I feel like Rena's maybe going to be off the show. She's not really been like a big part of, yeah, of the, um, the, the show in recent episodes. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think it's probably going to be, I don't know. I, they always have this way of like avoiding the real questions. And so I won't, I'm not going to get my hopes up too much. Yeah. I was, I was talking yesterday about how a lot of people that, aren't as online as you and I might be <laughs> might not even really be aware of everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks. And so I could see, I could easily see them hardly even bringing that up at the reunion. And from a network legal, you know, perspective that might make their lives easier if they're like, we're just going to stick to the show. Yeah, no, I totally think it's going to be, I've learned not to get my hopes up anymore. Yeah. They're not going to ever show what, like they're never going to say go as far in what they're saying or what they're showing as they should cuz this isn't, you know, Roni or Potomac. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Candace tweeted when the Potomac trailer dropped, she was like, "I'm ready for the reunion, Andy, let's go." <laughs> I'm like, "Candace, oh boy. You have like months before yeah. you're going to be filming she's that reunion." She's probably like rehearsing lines already. <laughs> she, like she has a note where she's like like everything that she wants to tweet but knows she shouldn't is going in like yeah. the notes app. It's like, girl, this didn't even air yet. Why don't you see what they said about you behind your back before you're ready for the reunion? <laughs> yeah, you have some ammo to pick up. Right. But I I mean, I would rather that. I would rather you be like too excited for the reunion than like barely wanting to go. Well, their reunions are real. Like the mm -hmm. reason they're the Potomac women, the New York women, they're all I mean. A lot of other, basically many other franchises other than Beverly Hills, like they're ready to go. They're not afraid to like show up and fight and say like the worst thing on their mind. Mm -hmm. Whereas like in Beverly Hills, like they don't even, it's almost like there's a protective layer around the real questions that everyone's wondering. Yeah. And I think the last time we really saw that crack in a major way was a couple seasons ago, that virtual reunion when Denise was so over it and seeing her kind of like she had her soap opera lines in her hand she's holding her shoes like she was ready to go you know that's kind of it feels like yeah. with beverly hills they're like no we're we do this like properly like we're right like they're like this isn't a reality show as much as it's like we're making a show together and that isn't scripted right which i, I mean I love it. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, I, I have, I want, I want it to be better. Yeah, but also, I like that I can like sort of fill in some of the stuff with my imagination. That does make it interesting in its own way too. Totally, I think you can have it both ways. Yeah, some is Bravo. We can have it all. We can have, we can have it all. <laughs> yeah, it's not all diamonds and rosé, but it should be. <laughs> I don't know why that's like in my head. On that note, Sammy, thank you so much for joining. Tell everyone where they can listen to you and follow you. You can follow me on Instagram at Sammy, S-A-M-I, on Twitter or TikTok at Sammy Sage Says. And I do a more a daily news podcast where I break down the headlines in less than five minutes called The Morning Announcements. It is um, filled with snark and jokes about the crazy news that's happening, but also information. So like if you want to know generally what's going on every day, but get some commentary with it, you can follow me on The Morning Announcements. It's on Apple, Spotify all the places you might assume. 
Amazing. Sammy, thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.